Okay, welcome back to Fully Exposed, where we fully expose ourselves to you guys. Figuratively. For, yeah, yeah. for photography. Today we have Kayla with us. Kayla, welcome. Hey. <laughs> um, let's just really quick um, kind of get to know you. Let us know where you're based. Um, maybe any socials that you uh, want to throw out there for anyone that's listening to kind of see your work and stuff. We were quickly looking at your work uh, before the so podcast. Good. So good. Yeah, I was like, people oh, really? looking at pictures. Yeah. I'm like, so, oh, okay, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so just, yeah, like maybe introduce uh, uh, yourself to us slash, you know, listeners and let us know where you're based and all that good stuff. I'm Kayla Savaries. I'm based in Ohio, um, but I've also done a lot of traveling and like work in Chicago and stuff. So I'm all over the place. Um, yeah, I don't know. My favorite color is purple. <laughs> and I like pants. <laughs> I don't know. I take photos and stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I am married. My husband shoots with me too, usually. So a lot of times people see us together. I'm a mom of a two-year-old. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Kaylin Company, but my name is a little weird. It's spelled with an I. It's K-I-L-A. So if you call me Kala, it's okay. <laughs> do people I'll do respond. that a lot? <laughs> it's Kayla, usually. Like they oh, really? really emphasize that I. That's funny. Yeah. Like it's there, so it must be. <laughs> It's emphasized. Caught you love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody can get pinkered either. People say Picard or or pick nerd. Pick nerd. Yeah, that's that's a common one. Pick yeah, pick nerd. Yeah. Is it so actually pinkered? Pinkered. Yeah. Literally just pinkered. pinkered. Yeah. yeah. So. Pinkered. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. Uh, you know, no one else has it. So. Exactly. My husband's last name. Well, my last name. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's and uh that one gets butchered so much more it's like sazarine mm -hmm. like put like so many random letters in there and it's it's cute to see him try <laughs> i love that hilarious. so where where uh in ohio are you based um so i was thinking about this actually today i think that's how i started following you were you guys in columbus yeah we go to columbus we, yeah a couple times we every sometimes often. we have we have friends in columbus we're big ohio state football fans okay um and we have done shoots yeah, like Jordan's shoots Farm, weddings I, yeah you know where that oh, is. Yeah. okay yeah. i think that's how i saw you because I, okay. I shot here and i think i they had posted oh, a yes. one of the photos it's literally magical. like the best venue ever so we actually just got another inquiry for there for next year so maybe we'll be back come on over <laughs> we I'm actually like Ohio, so okay, awesome. I, know, I love Ohio. People make fun Even of Ohio, husband, but yeah, my husband and all his family are from like the Jersey and New York area. Um, and every time they come here, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I love Ohio!" And I was like, "Yeah, it's cool and it's not expensive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's what, yeah. Our friends in Ohio yeah. are like, "Move here." We're like, ah. <laughs> "I'm originally oh, from Chicago, and I would always oh, love okay. going to um to Ohio now." Being in New York, I love it even more because yeah. Have New you York's always so been expensive. New York then together? Uh, yeah. Since we got, since we met, we both have. So oh, for the past like eight, nine, years, nine years, we've basically yeah. pretty much nine years we've lived in New York. So nice. yeah. Oh. So uh, okay. just to, sorry. 
No, you're fine. Send good right. bagels. <laughs> oh yeah, we we're way upstate though, so there's no okay. bagel places anywhere near us. It's like yeah. it's terrible. And all, yeah, they suck. The one good thing about New York, we don't have. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I did not we, mean to rub that in here. on the word. No, we we've got the mountains, so the okay. the city doesn't have that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So do you want to so, talk about what we're going to be talking about? And yeah, so um, today this was Kayla's idea, which I love. We're going to talk about boundaries in the terms of clients to families, but also us as photographers with clients, which I think is really interesting because those kind of both go hand in hand, honestly, in photography. Like there's always going to be that mix of photographer client relationships with clients and their family relationships. So um, we'll get into that. You know, we're kind of just going to see where the conversation takes us. But I think the first thing I wanted to ask you, and then we can go into like what you wrote down is, and I was just curious, what um, boundary do you think has been in photography for you, especially wedding photography has been the hardest, like one that you were like, yeah, this is my boundary and I'm going to, and then the hardest that it's been Mm -hmm. to be able to keep it. What do you think that that has been for you? It's definitely between me and friends. Like, um, I feel like and, and again, I was thinking about this earlier because I was like, oh man, boundaries, it's so hard, especially when you're starting out, whatever. But like to this day, I feel like I've been able to set pretty good boundaries with like my clients. I don't feel like many people have taken advantage of me. And if they do, I'm like, this is business mode. Like I, I very much switch from like, I'm your friend to I'm I'm in business with you. Um, but I would definitely say like my friends and like not immediate family, but extended family is the is the boundary that I continually like overthink the boundary that has like continually like been my anxiety (laughs) I guess in my business um a conversation that my husband and I are continually talking about um but yeah definitely definitely that and just Mm. all that (laughs) encompasses that (laughs) that doesn't sound familiar (laughs) I'm I'm looking over at Laura because she has an issue I can see you out of the corner of your eye looking over at me it's literally the same issue that I have because I'm same way yeah business wise like you're paying me I'm giving you a service this is a very Mm -hmm. professional thing obviously we love our clients and we end up becoming friends with them in the future but that's never been a problem for me yeah it's usually friends And it's not even, sometimes it's people kind of like taking advantage of the fact that you're a professional in the industry. And it really only happens, I well, any small business owner, but I see it a lot more with photographers because I think people don't put as much value on photography as like other Mm -hmm. small businesses. Like if you have a coffee shop, your friend's going to come in and pay for your coffee, the coffee. But it's like, oh, they're just taking pictures. Anyone, everyone has an iPhone and they don't really know all of like the crazy stuff that goes into it. My problem is it's not even like people like taking advantage of me, like reaching out. It's almost like me offering too much where yeah. it almost becomes an expectation then. And yeah. so then if I don't, I feel bad. And then yeah. he's always telling me like, you can't just keep doing. <laughs> she volunteers me. <laughs> she volunteers me to you do stuff when she's not I'm able dumb. to. Yeah, I was like, he, oh, he can come help too. And he's like, no. Yeah. So yeah. that's so true. And yeah. and going back to it, the thing that's frustrating about that, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is just that 
for some reason there is that that separation in people's mind of a small business owner that does photography versus everything else. Like everyone else is so much more supportive of people that have like a physical product, not something like digital or like, you know, not that we're always digital, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, it's just so interesting to me because everyone, like everyone that I know at least knows how much work we've put into our business, but it's still, there's still that like, gap in their thinking that it's like well it's like oh people pay thousands of dollars for you to like take pictures it's like yeah (laughs) Yeah. they do yeah yeah well I think like exactly what you said is almost like where it starts is it's like it's almost how we also offer it too like I've definitely seen that it's like a two-part thing and then it's hard because at first like maybe we don't put our work as high of value as like a coffee in a coffee shop, you know? Cause like we don't have a sign outside of our door or like, I don't even know. We, I, I just had never, I guess cause it started a hobby for me. I never was like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is like just, it's up there with the coffee shop. It's up there with whatever. And so like when you're starting out, obviously like who do you practice on your friends and stuff and they see that it's a hobby and then it quickly becomes the business like piece of it. And I feel like that's where the boundary becomes important because I feel like I just kind of let that continue and it's hard to transition And it. And I feel like when I did start doing the transition and like putting boundaries up, I realized a lot of those people went somewhere else and like found someone else and, and didn't even like appreciate that. So I, I don't know. That's kind of where the conversation usually goes with my husband is, is he's like, well, like, where are they then? Like, obviously if you're, if they're your friends, if you're giving them all these discounts and stuff, like, I don't know from, I'm just a very loyal person. Like I'm six on the Enneagram loyalists, like very much have this like loyalty to people. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I definitely know where you're coming from in that way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's tough. It really is. I'm an eight on the Enneagram. Okay. And I think one of the top ones is like loyalty as well. And yeah. so that's where I always feel bad. It's like, well, you've, ar- I've already set the precedent of like, yeah. and it's not even that they, I guess maybe it's not even that they don't value that as much yeah. as it's it's they're so used to they right. value it but they get it for what I have been you're right yeah. like I it's it's a two-part thing like it's the yeah. expectation now and so when yeah. you cut off the expectation it's like what did I do it's like nothing exactly. I just realized that I am worth more than yeah well and you're right that that's hard it's like it's like literally going to the grocery store and you're used to buying bread or whatever at a dollar fifty and then all this crap happens and you're like going to, and it's like $5 and you're like, wait, what inflation happened? Yeah. 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 Like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's an explanation. I feel like that's needed there, but I, I feel like that's the other piece of like the boundary is that being able to communicate like those things to people clearly. And like, I mean, even if it is like your friend, like just being able to, to go to them and, and say like, Hey, like, you know, I'm putting a lot more time into this. It's not a hobby anymore. Um, but I, I would definitely say one of my regrets is not doing that sooner, is not mm. vocalizing those things sooner. I feel like for me, one of my notorious issues is I put boundaries out there, but in my head, like I don't ever communicate 
communicate that very well. And so I just have these like expectations and then they're not being fulfilled. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe it's because I didn't tell them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't, that signal, it didn't reach him. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And you literally say that to me all the yeah. time. This is a conversation, like you said, you and your husband are always like talking about this. We talk about this so much and it, because I'm so much different. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what number I am on the. I forget, yeah. but it's more, um, you're a very practical person. Yeah. So. And so for me, I'm like, on. yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, I, I'm just like, if they're friends and family, they should be supporting, like yeah. wanting to pay you more than what other people would pay you because they're supporting, like, this is your your income. You're, you're yeah. like, this is how you support yourself. And but so- I do agree with Kayla that that they are the, the ones that see you starting it out as a hobby. And mm-hmm. so for them too, like you, you almost don't put enough emphasis on like how much you're worth in the beginning yeah. too. Cause you're like, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm just doing it as a hobby, but they're seeing that side of it too. So for they sure. remember when you were just doing it for fun, when we were just taking pictures of our dog yeah. together. Yeah, and sure. so it's yeah. to them, it's like, Oh wow. You turned your hobby into a business instead of like, this is literally like how we just make money. That's exactly. it. If yeah. we didn't have this, we have nothing essentially. So I think that is kind of a weird, yeah. uh, like, cause I, all of our friends and family are so supportive. It's not yeah. that they're yeah. not supportive. It's just that, I've already set the precedent of like, yeah. if I'm if I'm around and I, I'll have my camera, yeah. you know, something yeah. like that. So it's like, your camera. and that's my fault. You know, it's not like everyone's like, hey, can you come and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's, it's me. And then it's like kind of not even yeah. an expectation as much as like, oh, cool. Instead of like, oh, wow, I can't believe yeah. that you like brought, it's yeah. not like a, a big like, thing for them. It's like, oh, cool. She brought her camera. Let's, yeah. yeah. And I think it's hard to, um, no, uh, I think it's hard too because, um, you know, when photographers are starting out almost all the time, they do free shoots for like family yeah. and friends to exactly. build portfolio. That's what, yeah. That's what she was yeah. Saying. yeah and, and so like, that's, it makes sense. And you kind of have yeah. to do that. Like you can't just start charging when you don't know what you're doing. And like, you, yeah. there, there has to be a point where you're like just building your portfolio. But, um, it's so hard because when you keep doing that for family and friends, not only does it undermine your own value and and how much money you're making in your business, but it undermines the photography industry as a whole. Because if you think about like, probably I I would guess at least like 75% of photographers deal with the same issue. So that means almost every single photographer is taking away work from other photographers who could be getting those clients that they're just doing work for free. So it's just kind of a downward spiral of uh, undermining our industry. I don't even see that's the kind of stuff I don't think about. I just think about like my friends and family who need photos because I just am a very loyal person. Whereas he's like the whole industry. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that that's how you think. And that's yeah. not how I think at all. I have had it both ways though. Like I'll say I, I had an extended family member who like I was starting out and it was like, okay, let's do free photos. I think I did their like kids birthday party and it, but it was just practice and stuff. It was like fun and I don't know, but then it was like, Hey, can you do a family shoot? And it was when I actually had like gotten started, like we want Christmas pajamas, whatever. So I did it, never paid me like anything. And I was like, okay. And then like never supported me, like just in general, never really supported me or, or, I mean, they, they say like, yeah, you're amazing. It's crazy how good you are. Right. But then like, 
one of their other friends started a photography business and it's like every family photo, like ne- like other family member, wedding, like everything. They're like, reach out to this girl, do this, this. And I was like, okay, like that's cool. <laughs> so I think it yeah. can go both ways, definitely. And and yeah, it's it's hard with family because I don't know you. I think with family and friends too, you just have this like certain expectation with mm-hmm. that, you know, like that they are going to love you and support you unconditionally and. And it's hard, I think, too, to to separate like your business and personal mind, even in that way, when it comes to people that are close to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's that like unspoken expectation that family yes. is always going to like share yourself and be yes. like, "Fuck them, it's amazing." And then it's yeah. like not. I mean, my immediate family definitely does that. Like my siblings, yeah. my mom, sure. my dad's not on social media, but he would if he could. Yeah. Um, but it's like extended family, you know. It's like, oh yeah, how's the business going? But it's never, you know. Yeah. It's never anything like crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that is because it's like, you know, they're like going about their day doing their own, like some of my extended family own their own business, but it's more of like a, like construction and like, just like yeah. a daily like thing to, yeah. you know, and, and obviously like word of mouth, like if I ever knew anyone that needed help in yeah. construction, I'd be like, oh yeah, my cousin does that. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as like a artistic creative like we you know when the pandemic happened we were shut down because we're considered um non-essential yeah non-essential so it's like you know in people a lot of times in people's mind photography is just kind of like yeah that's cool that you do that but it's i don't think people realize like how yeah i truly think that that's it because like i would say in my area before I became a photographer, I had never really seen anything outside of a certain type of photography. Like, I didn't know that there were like people who were doing elopements and wild places, like stuff like that. I just, I had always just seen this like bare minimum. That's who I even was like looking at when I started my business. I'm like, oh, I wish my prices could get up to that. And it was like, it was pretty low and they'd been in business for years and I was like, oh, I can make that money. Um, but like, I just, I think that you're right and that people just don't really know what a monster it actually is and can be. Um, mm-hmm. When you reach that level, they just, they don't have that understanding because it's like, how could they? Like, right. how could they understand that? Well, we didn't when we started exactly. before, you know, exactly. so it's like, unless you're like yeah. in it or people actually like listen to you, like yeah. talking about it, they're never gonna. Yeah no so yeah Yeah. and and i think that like like you're saying people don't realize like how much goes into it like they Mm -hmm. people think that you just probably i would assume people just think you get like a dm on instagram and say like yeah let's meet up for a photo shoot and then you show up take some pictures upload them throw a quick edit and send it off it's like (laughs) people don't realize the amount of like from yeah. bookkeeping to communication right. with clients to people ghosting you yeah. after inquiring to like all of the stuff contracts that, yeah like yeah. dealing with contracts and and um you know like some some clients are pickier about their photos than others so mm-hmm. sometimes you might have to deal like there's so much yeah. more that goes into a photography business than just mm-hmm. clicking a button yeah. on a camera right and um and i think and, that that's because it's not in the title like 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 you're saying marketing you're saying like Mm -hmm. all advertising whatever business aspect accounting all these different things like it's under the scope of photographer and it's not like that's publicly shared like people are like oh cool you got a venmo like i'll send you money on venmo yeah or just like whatever i'll write you a check while we're there yeah (laughs) i literally got a dm the other day someone another photographer said 
um, hey guys, do you have a, like a, who's your social media manager if you have one? And I was like, girl, I do everything. Looking you do not have this. <laughs> You're looking at her. I'm the manager. But yeah. it, it's just like, even coming from another photographer, that person is yeah. looking for someone to do just social media for them because it's so overwhelming, just yeah. just social media. And there's yeah. like so many different things that you have to post on and stuff. And yeah. that's like, that we get in the majority of our, well, like 60% of our bookings from like social media. Yeah. So it's like, if I stop posting, then we stop getting inquiries. And then if he yeah. stops working on our website, then we stop getting website inquiries from Google yeah. and all this. So it's like never ending. It's, and and it's each, constantly changing. Yeah, and each yeah. job yeah. is like a full-time job. Like exactly. there are people that do just marketing for a living, that just do social media managing for yeah. a living, that just do like writing up contracts for a living. Yeah. So it's like you're doing like what other people do as a living all combined into yeah. it's like yeah. yeah like i i didn't go to school for anything like related mm -hmm. to business i was in pharmacy school for five years and i was like i'm a photographer now um, <laughs> so it's like i don't have any of the just like general knowledge of business or like learning about seo or learning about like what's new on instagram this week what do they like what don't they like like oh i can't mm -hmm. do that they liked it yesterday but not today like Trying to keep up with all of that and like managing clients and going like driving to shoots and editing. It's like, it's a lot. And I've, I've tried so many times to outsource, but it's like hard because it's your art mm -hmm. and it's hard because like your heart's in it too. And it's yeah. like somebody else doesn't know what I would respond to something. I mean, I guess they could do like generic things. I know that they probably have a rhythm or something that they right. do. It's never going to be yours though. though. Like yeah, the same exactly. as what you do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and so like with, with uh family and friends who have that struggle, like you said, like sometimes we're just like, we're going to, we're going to stop doing this. We're going to set this boundary. And like, we think about it and like plan on it, but it never actually happens. Like how, yeah. how can we actually as photographers um, communicate that effectively without, without just like, like cold Turkey telling people like, Sorry, I've been, you know, I've been doing photos for you for forever, but now you're cut off because I'm annoyed that you're taking advantage, you know, like mm -hmm. without harming yeah. relationships. That's the, I think that's there's the tricky two, part. There's is. two things. Yeah. There's two things that come to mind, at least for me, like in how I've started setting boundaries um, regarding even like discounts and stuff for family. Like um, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast with India Earl and um, she was talking about, I don't even know, pricing, I think. And, but she said something about discounts and she was like, you know, I, I do offer discounts, but it, I don't tell people and, and I don't offer that if somebody is the first one to say it, like if they're the first ones to be like, Oh, is, is this going to be like discounted? Like, she's like immediately no. Like if I'm vibing with someone or if I, I see that somebody's like struggling financially and I want to, to take their photos, like. I'll take their photos and offer that discount, but nobody's going to know how much and, and whatever, like what they actually paid. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and I trust them not to go around like spreading that. Um, so I think that's like part one is that it has to be like up to us actually, you know, in, in what we're doing. And mm -hmm. if we, if there's family member who comes to us and wants family photos, but they, and they love you and they know that you're so great and they, you know, whatever, that's your decision. Like, if they if they come to you like wanting and expecting a discount i think that's when i'm like no like this is this is my business and like i don't feel the respect i guess there yeah uh, and then part two like there's like another quote actually that i had heard 
a while back when I was like kind of learning and trying to figure out boundaries even within my own personal life um and it was like something along the lines of like the people who are taking advantage of your boundaries the most are the ones who will be the most upset when you actually start putting boundaries out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I learned that very quickly when I did start setting boundaries. Um, and I think that for me, that just kind of like opened up my eyes, I guess, to who actually is somebody that I want, I want to like help. And I want to like still be close to, and not even close to, cause like, I'm really trying, really trying to like separate business and personal in my mm. mind, I guess. Uh, I know that you said that you kind of struggle with that too. Like I'm really trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that like, I don't know. I think that the people who like, there's been so many people who I did start setting a boundary with, like, because I, I started kind of noticing patterns. Like they were only my friends around the times that they were needing photos done. Like mm-hmm. they kind of stopped coming around when they were like in the regular rhythm of their life. And I set a boundary and it was like, they were non-existent. And, um, And I think, yeah, again, that just kind of was like, okay, like, I think that I'm going to like actually broaden my horizon of who I want to like let into that boundary, I guess, who Mm -hmm. I want to like, I don't know, do the discounts for or go the extra mile for or like who's actually seeing the worth in in my business. Yeah, that's so true. I think something that sparked something from what you said is I've had two different experiences of that. So for one, my ex-best friend who I haven't been friends with for like three years, this person would constantly take advantage of free photos, um, Mm -hmm. complain when I asked uh, for credit, complain when I asked them not to edit their photos, Um, literally anything that you could think of that they complained about or like belittled me and basically said that I was selfish after I gave them what we calculated well over like what like eighteen thousand uh, dollars of free photos or something like that yeah. over the course of our friendship oh, probably friendship it was very one-sided friendship yeah. um yeah so yeah. and then you know yeah. like so that was that and i and i did set a boundary and the boundary that i set ended up ending the friendship so you know like you said the people that take yeah. advantage yeah, of the boundary are going to be the most upset it's very upset the person used the uh line yeah. you're stealing yeah. my memories from me I was like, when we the did memories only that free I photos. Never paid for a single yeah, photo. Yeah, never. <laughs> I was like, how am I stealing like, what I gave you uh, for free? Like, anyways, so that was the one side. They're just not on my camera. <laughs> exactly. So that was the one side. Complete 180. My now best friend is so different. Like, they, mm-hmm. she never asks me for photos. I always have to force her to let me take yeah. her pictures. Yep. She, it, and she feels bad about it. And that, that she's like the only person other than like my sisters that I always yeah. offer free photos for and like essentially make her let yeah. me take them yeah. because exactly. like you said, yeah. they're the kind of people that constantly support us, constantly give us photo credits, constantly are telling any of their friends. She owns a local business constantly sharing about our business, keeping our business cards in her, her studio, um, telling other people about like our work. Um, sometimes her and her husband will just take us out to dinner as a thank you for like just taking pictures that I made her take. So it was like, so 180 to me, like I'm actually getting a little teary eyed, but like, 
the difference of this friendship that I thought I was super close with when it was really I was a good friend and this person was not and the complete 180 of having an amazing friend that doesn't take advantage and she's a small business owner too so she understands you know owning a small business I never feel like there's an expectation that I'm going to do that, which is why, like you said, uh, like India was saying um, that she yeah. like offers stuff when people don't ask. Yeah. That's why I love offering that for her yeah. because mm-hmm. I know she's going to be appreciative of it. She's going to initially say no. She's going to want to try to pay me or give me a gift card yeah. or something. And then she loves the photo. She never has any edit. Like the other person yeah. would be like, oh, can you change this? I don't like this. I don't like this. This person I send pictures never has any complaints, never has any like, oh, can we actually like, yeah. there's nothing like that. And so that was kind of eye opening to me in hindsight of how much I did not set a boundary initially with that other person. And in this yeah. other relationship, how there's almost already uh, an unsaid boundary of like, I'm essentially going to yeah. force you to let me take your pictures because this person does yeah. not take advantage of like my kindness. It's almost like opposite. Like they, they set the boundary with you. Like, and if I had to guess too, like that person is also the person who actually like listens to you and wants to know how you're like emotionally, mentally doing in your business, who you can talk to about hard clients or like mm-hmm. the struggles of just, just like balancing life and business and like they're they're more than just the person who's like asking you for photos they're like the person who's actually like being your friend too mm-hmm. I, I I can completely understand that because I am I'm very much in that same spot right now but um but yeah I just I I think that it's it's hard because like I can tell that we're similar in that way and that like we're just very loyal to people and like the mm-hmm. person who and you take people's words seriously like when they're saying like you're stealing my memories like like you take that personally that's why you were probably getting emotional when you were talking about that friend because like mm-hmm. that's that's like the exception not the rule I guess I love that movie I don't know if you've seen it but like dating it's, I don't even know what it's called it's like they all date a bunch of people <laughs> but the guy was like you're the rule not the exception and then at the end he's like you're the exception not the rule but same thing with that friend it's like that's mm-hmm. that's the exception not the rule mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of t- we're kind of beat up a little bit just because we can take good photos or whatever, bring our mm-hmm. camera with us, or I don't even know, just yeah. on our phone, you know, make a picture look good on our phone. Yep. Hey, can I send this picture to you for you to edit for me so I can post it? Like, okay, <laughs> another 20 minutes just editing on my phone, Lightroom. So like that. you don't have a million other things to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think um, that's a lot of people don't realize how like, you're it also is taking away time it's not just like you're giving them some digital files that don't have any like you know some people think of like digital like intellectual property is like not being that valuable because it's not tangible but it's not Mm -hmm. even just that it's also the time that you're taking away from sessions that you could be doing communicating with your clients who are paying a lot of money uh for for your time and for your work and so Mm -hmm. um even i feel like even bigger than that like for me it's just like having the time and space to be a creative. Like I, I'm learning more and more how important that is to have nothing planned, to have a time to actually just sit and not have something in front of you that you need to be doing, but to just like let your mind want, like, cause obviously if we're doing photos, like we're a creative in some way. And like for somebody who's a creative to be creative, you can't just like sit and work all day. You can't just sit and do mm-hmm. tasks for other people all day. Like you have to have the space to be able to create and like, have no expectations on that. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's for me what it has been taking away from, or it's like, 
my mind is just so like dense from having all of those things that it's like I just need to to do nothing and watch a show or I need to do nothing and read a book like I can't mm-hmm. even have give myself the space to be creative because I'm just so like weighed down yeah. yeah even when like when we have a lot of sessions when we're doing like back-to-back weddings and elopements and like just constantly like go 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 Laura Laura does all of the editing um yeah. in our business so um yeah. when she's doing that yeah. um when she's doing that she gets so like like every session ends up being so like just hard like it's pushing yeah. through it's not like oh, exciting yeah. to do Mm-hmm. And so it's harder to like actually feel passionate about coming up with new ideas and being creative where yeah. when, when there when you're not like that busy, it's a lot easier for you to sit down and be like, ooh, like, look at what I'm creating. Like, shit, exactly. I'll, I'll be sitting at another computer, like doing work, like I'm typing out an email <laughs> and Laura, like every three seconds, she's like, babe, look at what I just did. Babe, look. And I'm like, I have to focus on this email. Yeah. Like I can't keep looking to the side, but, um, <laughs> but I did it, but, but I want you to look at it, <laughs> yeah. but you, you get excited like that when you have that, that yeah. freedom to mm-hmm. be creative, when you're really bogged down constantly having like to-do list items, yeah. you can't do that. Yes. I agree with all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk really quickly about uh, our boundaries with clients now, um, just really quickly, maybe about some like um, our contracts and maybe if clients ask for something outside of what we've agreed to client wise, uh, contract wise, you know. Um, so maybe if you haven't uh, something about that. <laughs> you those times. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know why it's so easy for me to talk about everybody else, but I feel like I get so, I have a lot of, a lot of examples and a lot of them happened right around COVID. Um, and then after, like, I think just with the craziness that was all that, the unexpectedness. Um, but yeah, I, and it, it goes still along with the fact that I feel like I put my like heart into everything, especially my clients. And I probably wasn't setting as many boundaries in my head, especially during that time with business and and friendship with clients. Like I was like, we're all going to be best friends, right? Like that's what happens. You sign a contract, Mm -hmm. best friend. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. So like during, are you wanting examples? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Just like, yeah, maybe a story where like someone reached out and you were like, actually, no, this is my contract and I'm (laughs) sticking to it. Yeah. (laughs) So I have, three examples that are good and if I don't get to all of them it's fine so okay of, okay so first one of somebody who reached out and I could tell very easily that it was not going to work out oh she's gonna write a battery you already know it again she already did it she's gonna do it again this was like at the beginning of my career <laughs> so um there's like a girl who reached out and like immediately I was like oh this is a hard no <laughs> so it was like the, the first email was like a 20 question like page of all of the questions that she wanted me to answer. And I was like, holy, okay. I was like, maybe let's do like a Skype call and I can answer them like in person versus writing you a book. And uh, so that's what we did. Like we went on this call. Uh, she was basically like asking me all these questions, but then she wanted to like pull up my work to go over it with me. So she pulled up my work and was like, I don't like this photo. I don't like this photo. I like this version. I like this photo. I like this photo. I know. That's when I just hang up. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time's up. It's been three minutes. Oh, um, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. 
um, but yeah, so you know, I went with it because I was like at the beginning, I was trying to get everything I could. Um, and then like strung me along for like probably three months. Um, never booked me, like just continued to ask questions and stuff. And I was like, you know what? It's not a great idea. I think it's probably my husband told me this is not a good idea, but I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Finally accepted it wasn't a good idea. Um, told her I had booked somebody else, I think, like somebody else inquired and booked. And then uh she wrote like this terrible review on my Facebook about like I don't even know. I don't even remember it at this point, but I, it was like my only bad review. It was like one star. And when she was like, she's not consistent, whatever. And I was like, because you didn't book me. Like I've literally never even worked with you. Like I don't yeah. know what's happening. Oh my um, gosh. But it was, Like that ended up being good that that happened, I guess, because um, I worked at the venue that she was going to be at. And they said that when she toured the venue, she sat in every single seat in the ceremony area. <laughs> To see the view from every single seat and like was just what? like the same way with them. I know. Wow. Like, we we are about to uh, up, run out of time. Over real we'll, quick. we'll send you another link to join just perfect. so we have like because I love the you, we should do the two more. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very so cool. Yeah, I died. That was so funny. Okay. Yeah. So let's normally with Zoom when it reaches the forty minutes, we can end the meeting to start, start another again. one right away. I think it knows that we do that. Maybe <laughs> no, because we yeah. ended it. <laughs> And then to try to start another one, I said, like, please wait nine minutes before starting another meeting. So, all right. You, you, since you don't haven't talked that much, you say something like, um, yeah. Oh, well, you could, you could just continue. Um, you were talking about the, uh, the yeah, next story. Oh, yeah. Well, she was sitting. Did you finish that story of like she's sitting in each yeah, chair? Yeah. To get the she view. sat in each chair, and I was okay. thankful that she gave me a bad review and left me alone. Oh, uh, oh! I was gonna say. Let me say something about that really quick. Yeah. That that you can cut right into it because it, it okay. reminded me of that one guy that gave us bad review. Do you want me to talk about? Yeah, that? you yeah. talk about that. Um, and then 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 mention her other two stories, and she can go into yeah. that. So you should say, we, "Oh, that actually reminded me of." Yeah. <laughs> it does We don't have to. Whatever. Okay, go. Uh, we'll just leave all this in. Like people can like think it's funny that we're maybe sure. <laughs> so I don't want to do a bunch of editing and like... just get all in there, no edits, whatever. Um. <laughs> yeah, so we actually had a client, well, a potential client who wanted to do a proposal with us. Um, and he reached out, told us what date. We were like, okay, let's let's try to make it work. And then like a week before uh, a week before the he ended up saying he wanted to change the date, move it up, and so it was gonna happen sooner, like a week before the new date. So it's like now this is super last minute and yeah. we're trying to plan this. He wanted to do a mountaintop proposal. <laughs> um in the middle of winter and oh, no. so, so we're gonna be like like hiking up this long hike it's gonna be freezing which and, we've done but he was not an experienced hiker so it's not like because he ended up yeah. not ended up doing a hike so, so i said you're, like, you're gonna, you're gonna me up the mountain yeah. <laughs> I, I was like you're gonna need snowshoes and he he was like are you sure i'm gonna need snowshoes so i was like already red flag like you can't question this like there's we we're not gonna go through this seven days before like i'm not gonna go through this back and forth of like um, because proposals, it's like, you don't yeah. have service on the mountain. Yeah. Like so we're going to be waiting hiking. up there in the like cold snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like red flag already. And then, um, so we hadn't even booked yet. It, it's like seven days yeah. before we're trying to uh, plan this. We end up both getting sick and this is during COVID, like the peak mm -hmm. of the pandemic. We're oh, both okay. sick with symptoms of COVID. 
Um, and like so, pretty much guarantee that it was. I yeah, think you definitely had it or something. And we were like traveling back from somewhere out of town when we started to feel sick. And so like we're traveling and oh, then we yeah. start feeling sick. Yeah. And so I'm like, what do I do? I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait to answer him till tomorrow. Um, and and he had just emailed me yesterday, so it'll be two days since his email. And so yesterday, so, I was like, what? <laughs> no, yeah. So like <laughs> he, he yeah, emails yeah. us. We're traveling back, so I don't get back to him the day uh, the day of. So now it's like a day, and then we're starting to get symptoms. So I'm like, I'm gonna wait to see how we feel tomorrow. Like, which is very normal approach yeah. when you have symptoms. You gotta like kind of yeah, see how know. it goes. So then it's like two days after his email, I email him back and I'm like, we both just got sick. We're not sure if it's COVID yet. We're not going to be able to get test results for another two days. Since we haven't booked yet, we just like, this This isn't going to work out. And so we just had to be like, I'm so sorry, mm -hmm. but um, we're, we're just not going to be able to book with you. He ended up um, sending this long email about how we were un uncommunicative and like- That um, it took us two days to answer his email. I was like, what? Yeah. And so, so like all this stuff, he sends this email. Giving you time to find issues. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so, yeah, essentially so then like, we didn't hear back from him. Like, uh, that was it, after yeah. that long email complaining, it was like, whatever. I was like, okay, he didn't leave us a bad review. That's good. A year later, yeah. he leaves us a bad review saying, I tried to do a proposal with them and they were like all this stuff. I was like, so I, I ended up reporting really it to Google. To yeah. yeah. I, well, I appealed you replied it. to him first and said yeah. like, First of all, we never actually worked with you, so I'm not really sure like why I'm getting a one star review. And everything <laughs> that we did do, like email wise, was very we were very professional. We responded within two days every single time. It just didn't yeah. work out. We we let you know that we were sick. We gave you a week's notice. We and hadn't even booked. We didn't refund you. We like uh, nothing Google, happened. Google actually removed the review because oh, it really? was because it was COVID. Um, because oh, okay. because we were sick during the pandemic, Google was yeah. like removing any reviews uh, oh, that had really? to do with that. So we oh, got lucky. Yeah, it was nice. But it was like, even if it was there, obviously that review is going to be very obvious that that person is just not a nice person. But it was yeah. like a year later, yeah. like what sparked your year? <laughs> oh, and he was mad at us because he his review said something like um, I booked with another, another photographer like that wasn't as good. Um, yeah, so like, I'm like disappointed and like wasn't able to do what I was envisioning. I'm like. Yeah. So you're well, mad that we're that that you loved our style and we just couldn't do it because we were sick and now yeah. you had to work with someone else that like you're leaving yeah. us a one star review for the photos that you got from someone else. That, that's <laughs> so like, we've gotten we've gotten two negative reviews. Good. One star the, review because you're too good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we've gotten two negative reviews. What that one, one and then the other one, their kid accidentally oh, took their yeah. phone and left us a bad review. So they changed it. It was later literally on. no words, just one star. And we we're like, hey, I'm sorry, like we don't recognize your name or anything like that. Uh and she was like, sorry, my kid got my phone. And then gave us a five star review without ever yeah. working with us. But I think going back to like what you were saying, like sometimes oh. when you sometimes when you like are like starting to talk to a client, that's why it's really important to like um, have phone calls yeah. and be able to like talk with people before getting in a contract with them. Because sometimes like there are red flags where you have to be willing to say, even though I really need the money, mm. I just cannot, yeah. like, you don't want to put yourself in that situation yeah. where you're working with somebody mm. who's going to be, I'd rather complete... be poor than work with someone. <laughs> yeah. that is a well, I, mean, I responded back to the girl same way. Like they, I was actually, I had just learned, like you should respond and be like, um, like what you actually did, like the truth, basically. And I did that. And she responded like, stop talking to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> Facebook. She's like, stop talking. And I was like, this is literally my Facebook page. Like, You're like, this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> People are crazy. I, like, I don't Yikes. know what to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
that I've actually had to start putting in my contract like different spaces for even initialing and just like a bunch of different recognition or is that even a word recognition? Mm. Might be. Sounds good I don't to me. Know. <laughs> it works. Hey. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've had to like start putting a bunch of stuff actually in my contract just to like make it yeah. super super clear because mm-hmm. like the the other two stories basically they both had to do with contract stuff. Like so, one one was very much during COVID, and it was like I did their engagement session in Boston. I did, I'm just going to give it away, but I did their engagement session in Boston and then they were going to have their ceremony in Cincinnati. Um, so, you know, that was all set, but it was like September of 2020. Um, and I guess the venue, it was like the venue who was kind of making them like push. And that's the thing is like, I was very open to like rescheduling their date. Um, but they had like called and they decided that they wanted to do their wedding in um, Georgia because they wanted to do it like basically like as they were doing their um, like it was like a bachelor weekend because it was like a gay couple. So it was just like all their friends and everybody in their like wedding party, basically. Mm-hmm. They were all in, like a house, wanted to get married on the beach instead. So then I flew to Georgia and like did their whole ceremony and everything on the beach and like kind of divvied it up into like what they wanted for ceremony reception, whatever. Um, they had like added another hour or something for their reception and they were going to have it here still at, at Rheingeist. So um, long story short, they had asked me to like block out four different weekend dates in like September and October for them to potentially have that reception and I did yeah I did I just like turned people away because it was like I felt so close to them I had traveled yeah um, you know Mm -hmm. I guess with them like multiple times Mm -hmm. um yeah got to know all their friends and stuff because they wanted me to like stay in the house with them all when Mm -hmm. I went to Georgia to shoot that um ceremony so I felt like very close to them and this is like before that's like what I was talking about when I was saying I struggled with like the boundary of like professional and like personal mm-hmm. um so yeah so long story short they decided that they didn't want any of the dates um they wanted refunded but they had also gone on like three vacations bought a house like all of this stuff instead of doing this reception i'm like that's not my problem um right uh-huh. that you can't afford the life that you just bought so i'm like <laughs> not refunding you <laughs> Um, and I was like, and, and truthfully, like the money that was going to be refunded, like much, like they would have owed me much past that and all the extra traveling and stuff that I would have mm-hmm. done and the extra time. Like when I went to Boston, their engagement session was at like a full day event. Like I told them I would shoot for like two hours and it was like literally from the moment I woke up, the moment I went to bed, like I had been mm-hmm. taking their photos. So regardless, um, So they, like, kept braiding me. And, like, during that time is actually when I had my daughter. So they even, like, used her against me. And it was like, well, what if we wanted to have the reception instead when you're giving birth? And I was like, what? Like, you don't even know when that, like, do it. I'll be there. Like, whatever. I'll give birth and take your pictures. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, she'll be hanging out and I'll be taking a pic. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, like... And it was just, like, insane. Like, they kept texting me even afterwards. They they were telling me that I was the reason that their wedding experience was awful. And I was like, I'm the reason your wedding 
even happened. Like I'm the one yeah. I literally like when we were in Georgia, I went out and bought all the flowers for the bridesmaids because they forgot about it. Like I, I went out and did all this like Yeah, like above and beyond. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that went really badly. Um, very much ended that badly, which like sucked because like I had gotten both their engagement and their ceremony like published and stuff. So it's like like it kept coming up and kept coming up and being shared and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kinda like a salt in the wound situation, I guess. But um and then like the other situation was like kind of similar and I I was like so scared that it was going to go like even further and I like even had recorded all of our conversations with this like I bought a recorder because I was so scared but mm-hmm. they they were going to have their wedding wanted to reschedule do you hear my dinging I'm sorry yeah, yeah you're good. good yeah um uh let me see if I can I know that you can cut out so I'm gonna try to just turn it on like focus or whatever how do you do? Oh, here it is. Focus. Do not disturb for an hour. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not doing well. How do you do that? Oh, I did it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, I'll just, yeah, yeah. So, um, recorded all of this stuff, like, very scared that, you know, that something was going to come from it but um they had like booked their wedding we had the day um like during I don't know during COVID I sold like 25 weddings like they were micro and they changed a little bit but they like still had them a lot of venues were still having weddings they just changed how they were doing it and stuff so probably very different in Ohio than New York yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah is that where you're at Newark Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh my word that's that's really close to my husband it's like an, an hour away actually from or my husband lives in it's Newark or New Jersey? Oh, no, we're I just said New York, sorry. Oh yeah. New York. It did sound like No, we're like in <laughs> no, uh yeah, we're, we're like an hour away, an hour and a half away from the Canadian border. Yeah, we're way up. Oh, there. okay, okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was no. a hijack. No. Um but anyway, yeah, so again, like was going to be having this baby. Um and I knew that that was coming and stuff, but I also knew this wedding was coming. So I just like, and I ended up having my daughter like five weeks early. So I was actually planning to be at this wedding anyway, like before having her. Um, and I I don't even know, like, actually, yeah, I do know. So like emails were sent that they were thinking about rescheduling. I emailed them back, said everything they would need. This is what you need to do. This is what needs to happen in order to for you to reschedule. And it was more of like a, like, hey, do you have these dates available? And I was like, yeah, um, this is what you need to do. I'll send all, all these things to you. Like, I I set, like, I think a rescheduling agreement, like, contract, like, revision. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Never signed, like, didn't hear back from them, sent them multiple emails, like, between that, because I started seeing on, like, and I, I was just confused, because, like, I, I was friends with both of them on social media, um, and I noticed that the girl had like literally deleted all of her photos on social media. I was like, oh, maybe they like broke up. Cause like that happens. Like, and it's That's literally, yeah. yeah. I literally yeah. think that every time I see someone yeah. like delete it's their happened. Instagram, I'm like, oh, yeah. mo. <laughs> well, and then like, what's worse is she started like posting photos of only herself, like not with the guy. So I was like, maybe they did broke up or break up, but like, they just weren't like communicating that with me. So 
I was like, I have no idea like what the hell's going on. Like I'm literally about to have a child. Like I don't know what's going on. I can't like give you the time of day to email you like multiple times trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So um like had sent them like enough emails in my opinion and then like still thought the wedding was happening on the day because like I even called the venue and I was like, hey, like what's going on here? And they're like, oh yeah, they did reschedule. I was like, okay, but like they're not telling me that. Like I don't even know what to do. And um like hardcore like stalked their names, found like a new the not like wedding page. Like I was really trying to like figure out what was going on, but I just wasn't hearing. I was emailing them, wasn't hearing back. Um so like I asked like legal advice and different stuff and they were like, you just, you have to be able to show up and like prove that you were there and stuff because you're doing what your contract says you're doing with them. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it was like the day after we got home from the hospital with my daughter, I had everything packed. Like I was going to the venue, (laughs) I was going to the venue and I uh, like, they weren't messaging me back. So I had messaged them like asking if I could get a timeline or any sort of information when to show up. Um, so I like, it was 1am. My husband's like, just send one last email, Kayla. And it was like 1am. And I sent them an email and was like, Hey, like, if you get this, like, can you please just send me anything about like when I need to show up tomorrow or whatever. And again, 1am, they responded back like, Oh, we rescheduled it. I was like, what? Like you can't. And I was like, okay, well, it's literally the day before your wedding. Like, I can't, like, I don't, I can't just be like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, let's reschedule then. Like, I had been sending them all the, like, brochures, questionnaires, whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. So, that was, and I had to, like, be like, yeah, no, this is, I'm I'm not refunding you right now. Like, I was completely prepared on my end. This is what my contract says. And they were like, well, we just, and I was like, if you want to, like, I'll, it was a really small amount compared to how much my wedding packages are. Like if you pay this new retainer, we can move it to this new date. And they're like, well, I'm pretty sure that we did email you back, even though they acknowledged in an email that they didn't. That they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. I don't think we they can know. I don't trust your system. And I was like, what? Like, this is, you <laughs> literally crazy. just admitted to it. Like, stop. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Weird. We always tell, like, anytime we do any kind of, like, um, talking with other photographers or whatever, people that want to start off, it's like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're practicing or doing it as a hobby, always have a contract no matter yeah. what, because stuff and like that will happen. always refer back to it. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely, like, the boundary that we've set with clients is what yeah. we say in our contract is what goes. And obviously, yeah. like, we're, like, super flexible and friendly and kind. And if you need help, you need to be mm-hmm. on a payment plan, you need to change something around. Yeah. We're obviously the most flexible that we're able to be, yeah. but not because of something we didn't put in our contract, just right. because we're good people and we're nice people. But it's, like, you don't take advantage of us right. because we're nice. And like you said about the podcast you were listening to, we're going to do those things for you because yeah. you're not, like – expecting them yeah. not because, because you're berating nice us choice. yeah exactly yeah. and your, you're not like threatening us and now yeah. we're all like oh i don't want a bad review i'd rather have a bad review than a bad yeah. experience with the client yeah so yeah i and love that ask, yeah what was you that asked earlier like what can we do as photographers and i think that that's it is just having a clear contract having clear boundaries. Yeah. the boundary being like a legal contract which like exactly i mean even after like covid i don't even know the contract thing still like makes me weary just because of how many photographers were like 
put out, even though their contract said this because a crazy yeah. situation happened. Like, so I, I feel like over communicating, like having mm-hmm. a full contract, like no matter who it is, if it's your family, sorry, I'm going to send you a contract, just sign yeah. it. Then like, yep. we can talk no about it. Biggie, and sign just- it. Exactly. So I think, yeah, over communicating, you can never over communicate too much. We do have um, friends sign contracts for like weddings and things like that. Always have anyone that's working with us sign a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we're communicative and we're, yeah. we're flexible, but not to the point where people are like taking advantage of us. Right. Um, exactly. so I think those are like yeah. the major, there, I think there has to be a big uh, balance. Um, and I've, I've seen some photographers in Facebook groups who are like, like follow your contract to like to it's like you, yeah. you cannot stray from it at all. Like there's a balance. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, you need to sure. have like a level of customer service. Like you go to a restaurant and they mess or, or you, you accidentally ordered the wrong thing or you walk away and you drop your, your shake on the floor or something yeah. like mm-hmm. they'll probably give you another one for free, even though it was your mistake. Right. It's like, sometimes yeah. you have to like make exceptions as yeah. a business to just be human and yeah. provide good customer service. But and one thing the legal page said, even just on what you're saying is like, if you do make revisions, like a contract in general is supposed to support both parties. So like mm-hmm. whatever, like adjustments you're making, if you are flexible with that, like letting that be something that like adds value to both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah, that. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Well, we should uh, probably wrap it up there, but um, I'm glad I, we I only got to great. one of the topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get no, to no, like this that. is great. Yeah. Well, um, we can do another one too in the future, yeah, but I, I love the, the, I think it, everything kind of encompasses itself. You know, you, yeah. you, you're setting boundaries with your family, but you also have to set those boundaries with clients because you know, yeah. that's literally your bread and butter. So it's yeah. like, you don't want to mess around with your business. Yeah. Um, like making because sure that your you're... business, like for us, we're creative. So our business is our personal too. Like, again, your heart's in it, your whole like being is in exactly. it. So like, even if you're, if you're setting boundaries, like in business, it's, it's also setting boundaries mm. for personal too. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. I think it is so different because it is our art, which I totally agree, but yeah. thank you for coming okay. on and everyone that's listening. If you've got gotten this far, go follow her, Kayla, follow Kayla on Insta, K-A-I-L-A, right? Yeah. And it's Kayla and co on Instagram. I said Kayla and company, but yeah, it's Kayla and co. They'll find it. I mean, we're your following web- her. Your website is Kayla and Company, right? Yeah. Dot com. Yeah, yeah. But okay. if you yeah. can't find her, just type in Kayla into our following because I think you're one of the only people that we're following with that spelling. So it should be pretty easy Ooh. to find. So she's unique. Well, yeah. So she's <laughs> special. But yeah, thank you for coming on. I think yeah. this is really yeah. like insightful, really helpful to just get yeah. that off of our chests yeah. as little therapy yeah. session. Really nice. It is so essentially nice therapy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so nice to talk to like other photographers and just like be able to yeah. talk to these kind of things, I think, because everybody goes through it. But it's also like sometimes, again, because you're doing it yourself, it's your business. It feels like a lonesome battle. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Excited yeah. to yeah. actually see, you know, edit the podcast together. Like <laughs> yeah. That, so.